Happy Sunday, everyone. I know what you're all thinking. This is a late episode. This is unacceptable. I'm so sorry. This is the success bug. We are back. We've been undergoing a lot of changes recently. We've been really working on some things that we're rolling out. We saw we're a little behind schedule, but alas, we are back with another episode. We will be breaking down the net worth of another entrepreneur celebrity, followed by our first interview of season four, delayed interview of season four coming out on Friday with a special return guest. You're going to love to hear all about the progress they've made on their entrepreneurial journey. But with that being said, let's get into it. The entrepreneur that we're going to be covering today is Robert Kiyosaki, none other than the author of the New York Times bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Let's see if Marcus, my co-founder, can guess who that is with the facts that I give him, and then we're going to break it down. Please enjoy. I don't know when they'll ever not be trash, but... Well, who'd you guys have Joe Namath? Like, was that like your glory years? Yeah, it was the one Super Bowl the Jets have ever had in 1969. Yeah, what was that, like the 70s? Yeah, 69. 69, yeah. yeah. I mean, we made the AFC Championship two years in a row when we were in, like, middle school, like, in 6th okay. and 7th grade, or 7th and 8th grade, and then after that, they've literally been trash. Really? You guys made it yeah. back then? Because that's still yeah. when Brady was going. Not the Super Bowl, but uh, the AFC Championship. So like right Oh, so like pretty much, like, the, the finals of the East type of thing. Yeah, like the conference yeah. finals, basically. The conference finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they made it two years in a row, and they, they lost both times, and then they never made it back since. Yeah. <laughs> But that's when I was like peak, like I was like in like seventh grade, like, uh, hype, like oh my god, I have a whole decade of this to look forward to. Like, glory, yeah, so, yeah. Like they're, they're good, so. they're trash. <laughs> they just so. I think they'll get it right one day. Event, you, you got it right uh, with a matter of time. You'll figure. Uh, yeah, it's like it's almost better when you don't have any expectations for them, because then you yeah. can just like watch and like expect them to lose. <laughs> I sound pathetic yeah, right now. Like, <laughs> so yeah. so pathetic. You could just. You could just expect them to lose. So yeah. if they win, it's almost like your day isn't as bad as it would have been. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't let yourself the ability to be let down. You're just always, you're always God, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be today, but because <laughs> they suck today. But anyway, this is a obviously a late episode. But we've been working on some things. We have trust us. We, there's, a, there's a method to the madness. That is why we are not necessarily on time. That, that's all it is for this week working on some stuff in the background a lot of changes coming a lot of changes coming so the entrepreneur it's an entrepreneur that we're covering today Getting it's back uh, to the business route yeah we're going back to business mm-hmm. and it's it's one of the more classic entrepreneurs like it's not uh out of, outside the box it's, it's mm-hmm. a very well-known entrepreneur um, um okay an author of one of the the best-selling entrepreneurship books of all time. Uh, I don't want to go into too much more detail than that. Okay. Uh, Gary Vee? myself. No, not Gary Vee. Yeah, because he, he's not really classic. Like, I was like, but then I had to think about him. Yeah, he's becoming classic, but... Tim Ferriss? No. Okay. Not Tim Ferriss. And, okay, can you give me the type of company here? Like, what industry does this company is this company in? I feel like that will give it away if I say that. Oh, okay. All right. Well... All right, let, let me just get like one more thing, like one more okay. thing I can stand out about him. Um, I will double, I will double down and emphasize the fact that he wrote one of the most famous, famous entrepreneurship books. books, personal finance books. I'll say not entrepreneurship books. Personal finance, wait, yeah, not entrepreneurship. I was wrong. This, this isn't Tony Robbins. No, 
No. One okay. more guess. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to hate if I don't get this. The most famous entrepreneurship, personal finance one of them. book. One of the most famous personal finance books. Gary, Tim, Tony. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I might not be able to get this. You know, this this one is broad. Though. I will say this one. You've only this is broader days. because it, it, it's for a good reason, though, because this more than others. If I go into any uh-huh. more detail, it's just going to be a layout. Okay. Is he in the hundreds of millions or the tens of millions or billions? Not billions. He's in the hundreds of millions. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I think I might have to take the L on this one. Wow. It's Robert Kiyosaki. Wow. Wow. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Rich dad, poor dad. Rich okay. dad, poor dad. Fuck. That, that's that I, book I that, that. Yeah. That book that like everybody has been told to read at some yep. point. Every like that's like every entrepreneur's first book. Yeah. And he We're has so much on bad track. press about him. Yeah. He does. He he's yeah. it's a, like a lot of people give him like crap about his book for some reason. Like just because he went bankrupt, I think, which we'll get into. But like yeah. But I yeah, I remember somebody commented on our post something something like yeah, he was like a, pho- a phony a phony yep. success story or something like that. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki is an investor, businessman, entrepreneur, obviously, author, motivational speaker. He's done it all. He's known for a series of books. I didn't know it was a series, but it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's built everlasting wealth through his lifelong journey of investing, speaking events, and real estate. The majority of his revenues do come from his seminars conducted by individuals who pay to use the Rich Dad brand name for marketing reasons. So through all of his accolades, what do you think Robert Kiyosaki's net worth is? I you didn't write this, it. but I, yeah, I didn't write this. I remember r- r- editing it. I'm pretty sure it's a hundred million, right? It's a hundred million. Yeah, and I kind million of assumed five. you would know that one. So I'm not. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a hundred million. I mean, I think that checks out. I feel like he's, I feel like most of the entrepreneurs like that, like the Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban was a terrible example. That was yeah, no, but, uh, maybe like the, you know, like a lot of the people on like shark tank and uh, mm-hmm. people like that are in the hundred millions yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So he's in that same kind of brand as them, but he was yeah, born to Ralph and Marjorie Kiyosaki on April 8th, 1947 in Hilo, Hawaii. His father was a PhD professor and instructor, which allowed young Kiyosaki to attend good educational institutions. After he graduated from high school in 1965, he attended Naval College. And eventually he joined the U.S. Marines and became a helicopter gunship pilot and served in Vietnam from 1972 to 1973. So, yeah, that's crazy. He started in the Vietnam. OK, I don't want to say this could I could just age myself right now by not knowing my history, but <laughs> I don't want to say he was in the Vietnam War. He could have just been in Vietnam, but yeah, um, he was. No, I think I think that would be the Vietnam War. Right? Would it be the, the Vietnam? Okay, yeah, it was in the seventies. Yeah, that's the Vietnam War. Okay, yeah. So he was he served in the Vietnam War then in the Marines as a gunship pilot. So he could have died. Yeah, easily. Most definitely could have died. Um, so I guess I feel like when you're in the, I feel like when you're in the um the army. Like when there's actual conflict going on and you survive, it probably gives you a different perspective of the world. Oh, for sure. Stated that his time as a U.S. Marine gave him the strength of character needed to succeed in the business world. Like we were kind of saying, so it probably gave him a different type of perspective. But after his tour in Vietnam, he attended college in Ilo, Hawaii and earned his MBA. After completing his MBA, he worked as a sales associate for Xerox until 1978, after which he started his own business. So he literally sold paper. 
Uh, <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki's first business was called Rippers. It was a company that sold nylon and Velcro wallets. So they were among the first wallets of their kind and featured in Runner's World, Success Magazine, Newsweek, and Playboy. Nonetheless, the company eventually went bankrupt. His second attempt was to sell apparel-like t-shirts uh, and hats and wallets for rock bands. Once again, the company went bankrupt, though, and after those two failed attempts, Kiyosaki shifted his focus more toward education. So I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from, I guess, because yeah. he started to like shift to teaching people things after he had two businesses that failed. Yeah, that's why I was laughing. Yeah, um, like, that was like, it's so funny. He literally failed the two businesses. Like, let me teach people how to run a business. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I have a lot to offer. Exactly. Um, exactly. But I get that's uh, tough, though, because you definitely it was definitely successful. I mean, the, the product was featured in like Success mm -hmm. Magazine and Playboy and Newsweek. So it, it probably just didn't. Have, but you're right, though. At the same time, it's like, who are you to be given advice? Like, exactly. If, you have if it uh, it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. No. And we know just like from our own experiences, like to get featured in Success Magazine or one of those, like you do have to be doing something pretty unique and innovative. But also, like if you just pitch it the right way, you can get featured. And oh, you can yeah. also pay for a lot of those features. So who knows if like it was really that successful that it was getting its own organic press or if he was paying for that press or like had a PR team. Like, yeah. so yeah, it, I mean, it could have been, I just know that it's very easy to like kind of like persuade a journalist to cover your story. If you can give them yeah. the right pitch. So maybe they were trash and he just like had the right thing that went behind it. And yeah, get, yeah, honestly, that's a good yeah. point. It all, it all sounds very nice on the surface. Like exactly. But who knows like, really oh, playboy Newsweek, all this stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then once you get one of those, like once you get Playboy, you can go to the next one and be like, oh, I've already been featured in Playboy. And you already have like that, like proof of concept. It's like, oh, well, Playboy could cover you like we can cover you, too. You know, like you've already, so once you get one, you can get like 10. So, yeah, exactly. They yeah, could just stack yeah. up. Exactly. Did his knee go down? War was for 20 years. Was it? Yeah. April, November Damn 1st, it. 1955 to April 30th, 1975. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was the Vietnam War. Yeah, it must have been a Cold War. Like, not, not a Cold War in the sense that it couldn't have been a complete all-out war for 20 straight years. Like, maybe, I think the U.S. might have entered it later. Yeah, the U.S. entered in 1965. In 1985, Kiyosaki co-founded the Accelerated Learning Institute, which was a business education company that taught entrepreneurship, investing, and social responsibility. The company was his first success and actually allowed him to start investing in real estate. In 1994, he sold the company. So he leveraged this business this business success and used it to publish his first book, If You Want to Be Rich and Happy, Don't Go to School, which is interesting because he did go to school. So I'd be interested to see what his opinions were about actually going to school. Yeah. I guess he just felt like he didn't need it and Maybe. it didn't do anything for him, which exactly. I kind of feel the same way too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it's really more of a social thing than it is a, yeah. uh, you know, what you learn. It's like you get to meet people through school. Yeah. And it allows you to, yes. Yeah. To build a network. Yeah. Versus like teaching you anything. Like, I feel like every job I've ever had has been like, fuck what you learned in school. Like, we're going to teach you everything you need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost like that aspect of it. Like, you know, getting the, uh, the network built up and then also just, mm -hmm. you know, being able to get jobs just from having a degree. Exactly. It's yeah. like, you don't even need to like, you could be as qualified as possible without a degree, but somebody who has a degree probably is going to get the job before you, unless you're just like really standing out without a degree. Exactly. 100%. And you could add like a two seven, but just the fact that you have a degree compared yeah, to somebody who doesn't will give you an upper hand. Yeah. Yes. You'll be winning. Unless you want to be an entrepreneur. Then it's like, I, I guess that's what he's saying. According to Robert. That, yeah. According to the fraud. I mean, <laughs> to the big, well, that's what, that's what all of our commenters are saying that he's yeah. a fraud. So no, it's true. Um, 
but the book was critical of college education and claimed that it wasn't a pathway to success. Instead, he encouraged readers to become involved in investing in real estate instead. However, the tipping point came when Kiyosaki counted Cashflow Technologies Incorporated in 1997. Shout out Mario. Mario. This was the financial education company that would own and operate the Rich Dad brand. In the same year, he published his most famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the infamous Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Wait, wait, my fault. What year is this? This was 97. Okay. We were but fetuses. Yeah. (laughs) Still in my mama's belly. Yes. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is now one of the best-selling business books of all time with over 40 million copies sold. This was The book was a New York Times bestseller for over six years and was even given a shout-out on the Oprah Winfrey show. Without a doubt, the book launched Robert Kiyosaki's career to the moon and won him fame and financial success. The book really just highlights the differences between the lessons, uh, Kiyosaki's lessons growing up by his two dads on money. His rich dad was a father of a best friend while his poor dad was his biological father. And he describes how they viewed money and personal finance differently and how it ultimately shaped their careers and lives. If you want a full review of the book, you can check it out on our book reviews page on the website written by our truly Mariel Arias. Uh, shout out to Cashflow King. Yes, um, but back on topic, the book did see a lot of success. Although it faced a fair share of criticism, it did allow him to publish other books like Cashflow Quadrant, Rich Dad's Guide to Financial Freedom, and also allowed him to co-author a book with Donald Trump, Why We Want You to Be Rich, Two Men, One Message. Maybe that's why people don't like him. Yeah, that could be it as well. he wrote a book with Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the main story. I mean, we knew that was the biggest reason that he was successful was mainly yeah. because of his book, but he did have yeah. a, a successful business before he did that. Mm-hmm. As of 2021, obviously, Robert Kiyosaki has a net worth of $100 million. In addition to getting royalties from his book, he shifted his business model to focus primarily on seminars. And these seminars are usually conducted by other experts under the Rich Dad brand. Mm-hmm. These seminars range from fee to sometimes costing tens of thousands of dollars. Would you pay $10,000 to, like, if you. To listen to someone else talk? No, no, I don't. I, I doubt the ticket is $10,000. I'm sure it's like whatever company is hosting him has to pay yeah. $10,000. But like if you were a company, would you pay Robert Kiyosaki $10,000 to speak to? If I thought he get $10,000 worth of value, I would. I guess that would be. And, you know, like sometimes like speaker fees, like I know Gary Vee, for example, charges $100,000 yeah. to speak. See, so like, like, I feel like that's a lot different. Like, yeah, no, 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 for sure. But he I has mean, more clout than Robert yes. Kiyosaki does. Yes, but I, I Robert Kiyosaki's prime, he was like the Gary Vee of his day. Really? Like was, yeah, in his prime, like back in like, uh, from what I remember, like not that I knew him, but when I was yeah. reading about him in the 2000s, he was like that dude. Like oh, when really? this book came out, yeah. And like the late 90s and the early 2000s, like he was that dude. Because even Trump back then was that dude. Like when they were running. Um, yeah, I do remember Trump that. On and every, like, yeah, everyone knew who Trump was. Oh, The was. Apprentice. Exactly, yeah. His father, like, like to even like write a book with Trump at that time, like you have to be a very successful man. So. So I'm not shocked that he was able to charge such a high ticket price. Right. And because his books make him sound way more successful of an entrepreneur than he actually was, you know, it's easy to, uh, you know, command such a, you know, yeah, higher ticket for, you know, these speaking events, especially if like, you know, an IBM or someone has the budget to pay you. So, yeah, So I, I can see how he got away with it. Yeah, maybe this is again just us showing our age a little bit. Like yeah, I don't yeah, realize you aging yourself. Yeah. To me, Robert Kiyosaki doesn't like I view Gary Vee as like so much more impressive than Robert Kiyosaki in my head. But that's yeah. just because he's more of an entrepreneur of our generation. Exactly. Yeah. The, the time the timing is different. Right. 
Well, the key takeaways of Robert Kiyosaki's story is that failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of it. He didn't see his first business success until he was 38 years old. He faced many failures before that moment, but he never gave up. So, so many people are afraid to fail that they never even start, that they feel Mm -hmm. like if they fail, they will probably never be successful. But the thing is, failure is not the opposite of success. It's part of it, which is one of his messages that he always kind of preaches. You have to, when you've had two failed businesses, you have to just accept that that's part of it and keep moving. Mm -hmm. Yep. You don't have to be an expert to start a business. He had never had a successful business before co-founding the Accelerated Learning Institute. So some people may think, that makes him a scam artist, but look at it this way. <laughs> Finance professors don't have to be millionaires. Coaches don't have to be played, don't have to play the sport. Just because you didn't do something doesn't mean you can't teach others how to do it. Mm. Your reputation is everything. I feel like I'm preaching right now. You are. Now Kiyosaki has received considerable criticism over the years. In 2012, his company went bankrupt after a series of class action lawsuits. His company was sued by attendees of his seminars who felt like they were scammed. Oh, man. Some of his books and seminars have advocated questionable actions, such as insider trading or dropping out of college. Warren Buffett said it best when he said it takes 20 years to build your reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. So this last key takeaway is more of a shot at Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of like, don't be stupid like this dude. Like Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you write this one? I, I honestly, what's crazy, I know I edited it, but I was like, maybe I wrote it too. There is a chance because that quote of um, failure isn't the opposite of success. It's part of it is a quote from Ariana Huffington, because that's like a famous quote of hers. And I think yeah. I used that quote after, because I know I wrote Ariana Huffington's post. I think I might've used that quote when I wrote Robert Kiyosaki's, because I do think it's uh-huh. a lot of people view failure as like, oh, it's like, such a terrible thing. And if you fail, you can't be successful. And then when I read Ariana's quote of like, no failure is part of being successful. I was like, okay, this all it shook you to your core. It shook me to my core. It just like made a lot of entrepreneurship more. It just made me like, that's the thing I love about these posts and like, you know, the website and everything we kind of stand yeah. for is just like learning the mindset of these successful people. And then when you start seeing these recurring patterns of like, Failure isn't this thing you should fear. It's something you should accept as part of the process. Mm. It makes it less scary when you start failing because you're like, oh, I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Not like, oh, I'm like totally messing up. You're not ruining everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so I do remember, I might've actually wrote this one now that I heard that. (laughs) It sounds like something I would say. Yeah. You sounded hurt in that last paragraph. Like you took his, like, it's like you took his advice or something. You were like, yeah, don't follow what he says on page 38. Yeah, you know, literally, literally. the first two, I'm hyping him up. And the last one, I'm like, yeah, but also fuck this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, despite everything I've said, this guy's still as stupid as hell. This, this guy's still a clown. Um, but because I remember that Warren Buffett quote as well, because Warren Buffett's very famous for saying, you know, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and, you know, five minutes to ruin it or even yeah. less. It is true. Like it it is is very true, especially today. And and this is a little off topic, but I've always said this in terms of relationship. Like you can always do one thing to be considered a terrible boyfriend or a terrible girlfriend. Like there's always one thing you can do, which is cheating, right? Like if anyone cheats, anyone, no matter what it is, we'll say that's the worst thing you kind of do in a relationship is cheat. But there isn't an opposite of that. There's no one thing you can do to be a great boyfriend or a great girlfriend. Yeah. And I think this is expected. Exactly. Exactly. It's just expected that, you know, you're nice, you're respectable, you listen, you know, you take your girl out, you know, like, you you know, you're a good man overall. But that's, I think, to the point of Warren Buffett's quote, where it's like, you have to work way harder. You have to work disproportionately harder to be good at something. And you can just do one thing to be considered terrible at something. Yeah. And although that's like relationships, that also is with your reputation and business as well. 
Facts. And it's just reality. Yeah. It's, it's nothing you can really do about it. Just kind of one of those things you have to accept and exactly. adjust to. 100%. Like, it, it's true. Like, like, it's like with athletes, too. Like, with celebrities, like, you do, you could be like Michael Jackson, you know? Like, it's, it's like... He, nobody really had much to say about him, I guess, until, you know, the stuff with like, you know, the allegations of him with like younger children and stuff yep. started to come out. And then it just like kind of taints your whole like reputation in a way, even though exactly. people still know him as like the king of pop. It's just like stuff that's still it's still something lingers. you think about, too. Yeah, it just lingers. That stuff never gets forgotten. Yep. No, it's so true. It's so, it's so you got to be very careful about, you know, what you put out in the world, especially yep. if it could be viewed as negative. Yeah, that's why in today's cancel culture, like yeah. it's like, yeah. you can do almost anything to get canceled today. Oh, so yeah. like you even need to be more vigilant than ever before in like history. Yeah, it, it's also yeah. why it's not a coincidence that this happens to be the one entrepreneur that we're not friends with. Yeah, exactly. We were actually there to you know talk him through the bad times. He yep. he probably wouldn't have done all. He probably wouldn't have been accused of scamming. That's for sure. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. You know, if he just wrote that book ten years later, if we could have just yeah. not been a fetus at that point, we could have helped yeah. him out. Yeah. And he definitely wouldn't have had two failed businesses. Like no, no, not if he had us. Not if he had us. Simple enough. Yeah, but you know, maybe one day if he decides to clean up his act, we'll consider talking to him and yeah, well, pushing well, through some things. You know, charge a ten thousand dollar consulting fee. Yeah, yeah. Which he's <laughs> which he's very familiar with. Exactly, exactly. You won't be surprised. But that's Robert. It's uh it's a late one, but we'll be back on track this Friday. Uh we have been working on some things like we said and uh we're things are under construction, so uh be prepared for a good season four. It'll be fire. Can't wait.